0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central
1: National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Buy Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Pleased to be with you today. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Hello, Central Texas. Hello, Dallas. Hello, Austin. All the folks who like to stream us. My old station no longer exists in its old format. It's going to become a religious broadcaster, sadly, in Dallas-Fort Worth. So, Those folks like to um, lean in and see what we're talking about, especially our Cowboys coverage. So we have a lot of folks who like to lean in to the Matt Mosley show every day at 3 o'clock. Used to be 3 to 6 for a long time. Then I went in a ditch, and now I'm fine. I'm back to close to full strength. In fact, Aaron Sexton, as you join me, as you do every day today, with this gorgeous weather, the break in the weather, I will be out on the tennis courts at six o'clock, Aaron. As you're shutting down game time with Tom Barfield and Ward White, uh, I will be taking the courts and uh, baseline to baseline. Going to try to save. I don't know. I've been doing a little too much running when I'm out there recently, so going to try to just see if I can sit back, hit some ground strokes, and maybe, maybe today is the day I break out some of the backspin some of the drop shots that I used to possess, and I'll be doing that. Uh, Aaron, have you, uh, have you noticed a change in the weather? And have, have you uh, – doesn't it seem like everybody's in a little better mood? When the, when the, and tonight, tonight we're talking lows of like 58 or 60 or something like that. Don't you kind of notice everybody seems a little kinder? Everybody is a little nicer. When the weather starts to break in the fall.
2: I know I'm in a better mood. This is this is my time of the year. Highs in the uh, 70s to low 80s and then lows at night in the 60s or upper 50s. It's just perfect weather for me.
1: Uh, Aaron, when you're happy, I'm happy. And I, and I hope tonight <laughs> you go on those really long walks, sometimes as much as five miles. I don't think you take the schnauzer out there with you. What is the dog's name, by the way, the, the schnauzer? Gibbs. All right, all right. Now I have a um, I have a long-haired dachshund named Scout. Okay, and Scout makes his way around the neighborhood. You've said that uh, perhaps the schnauzer is too barky for you to take out around the neighborhood. So you leave the dog. Now well, how do I walk
2: you- him I walk him late at night when I uh, Oh. About okay. bef- well, when the I let him out but right before I go to sleep. Out. You're right, about one o'clock yeah. in the morning. <laughs> but he gets Karen, his exercise. He just gets it real late at night.
1: Is it safe for you to be out at that time? I ah. mean, when some of the drunks are out moving around town, and and uh, you never know. You've heard nothing good happens after midnight. Is it? I mean, do you get too far away from the house, or you just kind of do you stay around the uh, apartment? Oh
2: no, we walk around the apartment complex. We don't. Okay, we don't see. venture out too far that late.
1: All right, all right. I was in, I was in downtown Waco a couple of years ago, and I was I was pulled over because I needed to tweet some, some some stuff, and I was but I was I happened to be over next to a uh, <laughs> like near what was that place called? Not Chapter Eleven, a hey, True Love or something like that. Does that ring a bell, Aaron? I know you. St- yeah, you I believe that's downtown. The, the, yeah, I was right over near that. And I was, I was involved in maybe, I don't know who I was talking to, maybe been a family member. And I heard a little bit of a knock. And somebody was, I turned to my left, and somebody was staring into my car like a freaky, it was a freaky moment. You talk about peeling out and getting out of there, Aaron. It was, uh, but it, that's the thing. It was late night in downtown Waco. And things can get a little hairy. Yeah, things no, that's good instincts. That's yeah. good instincts. Yeah, Dude, Get yeah. out of there. And you talk about scared to, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had to peel out there and, and get on my way. Now, we got a big game coming up uh, this weekend. Tom's like, well, who's we? Who's we? Well, Just all of us. All of us. The Baylor family. Iowa State coming to town. Aaron, you're going to be, I'm sure, uh, running the pregame and some of the game, and you'll be heavily involved. I'd really like you to be out at this game. This is a ranked team coming into McLean, and this is the first time in a couple of years. You know, that 2019 season was a lot of fun. That was a game where the Bears went up 21 to nothing on Iowa State, and slowly but surely here come the Cyclones, and the Bears had to come down and score right at the end, much like they did against Texas Tech. They had to win in overtime that game. That year, they had a lot of close wins. Aaron, you remember that. And I believe they pulled that game out, maybe 24-21 with a field goal. Uh, that that was scary, because Iowa State came, they systematically and slowly but surely worked their way back in that game, using the tight end. They had a couple of tight ends, I remember, that were great that day, but Kohler was young. He is now, I believe Kohler's a senior. Charlie Kohler's a great player for them. And then, of course, Brees Hall. Now, the only strange thing, Aaron, about doing a gold out, the Baylor fans will be there in all gold. And I'm all for the, the gold and uh, coordinating the colors. I think uh, my friend, Mrs. Sarton, might uh, be in charge of some of that. I'm very uh, supportive of that. The only time it's kind of interesting to me, Aaron, is when the, 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 the color is the same color as the road team. So all our fellow Iowa State backers, and they, they, they'll they show up. They're a good little crew. I mean, they're kind of a feisty little bunch, the Cyclones, and there's a bunch of them in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and Houston area. They'll show up, and uh, but Aaron, they're all going to be wearing gold. You know what I mean? So, what the only thing I worry about, and I may be doing too much thinking here, could the sight of all that gold be, like, pleasing to the eye of the Cyclones? You know what I mean, Aaron? Now, the crowd will be behind the bears, it'll be loud, and it'll be exciting. But I'm just saying the would the would the green out work better? Would 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 another Baylor, would the white out perhaps work better? Will will the cyclones fill two at home in front of all that gold?
2: No. Not with the noise that that not with the noise level that, that, that crowd's gonna be at. They'll know they're they're <laughs> they'll definitely know they're not in Iowa anymore.
1: Yeah, it almost sounds like, what's the uh, saying, not in Kansas anymore, that you went with Iowa? Mm -hmm. There's another saying that came up in a movie about Iowa. It was, uh, is this heaven? And the answer was, no, it's Iowa. Do you know what movie that comes from, Aaron?
2: Field of Dreams, I'm assuming?
1: Yes, yes, it does come from Field of Dreams, where they play in the cornfields, and and, uh, everything is beautiful. Man, this is going to be a lot of fun. The pageantry at this game, the uh, game day live is uh, that's that's Tom Barfield and myself and uh, uh, Lark. Lark is right there in the middle of it with us. I mean, Aaron, does anybody give a better like score update than Lark? Now, sometimes it can go on for a little while. Uh, now, the thing is, there will be no scores to report at ten thirty in the morning. So, Lark. We'll have to get Lark going on some other project. But, I mean, Lark loves giving a score. Have you noticed that, Aaron, just kind of – and, boy, he'll just kind of – and he never gets – I'll try to throw him off a little bit. Now, what's interesting is Tom, and maybe Tom just loves doing this, Aaron, Tom will turn off my mic sometimes and forget to turn me back on. Or do you think he's (laughs) not forgetting? Tom loves to – I'm
2: sure it's an accident.
1: Here's what Tom loves to do. He loves, like, while I'm talking, Tom gets involved in all this other stuff. And I'm I'm always like, Tom, why are you not paying attention to anything I'm saying? Tom loves to orchestrate a bunch of stuff. And then, and then he'll he'll turn like when Lark's given the scores, I like to react to Lark. Like, hey, well, what about that Arkansas? Like, I like to react to those games. Well, Tommy won't make that possible for me. He turns the Mosley mic down. Uh, Aaron, will you ask him about that today when he comes in for game time? Just say, "Hey, uh, Tom, why do you turn Mosley's mic off so much?"
2: Sure, I'll ask. Okay,
1: him. just uh, <laughs> just get to the bottom of that. I just I hate that he does. I mean, I, it makes it, it hurts my feelings quite honestly. It is the Matt Mosley show, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff for you. We're going to call. We're going to be have uh, Randy Grimes on, famous Baylor player, a uh, famous Tampa Bay player. I mean, that, that this is a. Really fascinating guy, and he's uh, he's fought addiction issues. Aaron, I know you enjoyed hearing from him in recent years. He did a speech recently out at the uh, Baylor Club. I Randy's going to be a great guest, and and he's a great football player for Baylor. So we'll talk about that. But it's part of our we where are they now every Wednesday that we do. And so Randy Grimes, I I watched him as a kid. I love this guy. I loved watching him. I want to say he got drafted in the NFL in about. 83 okay so i don't know if he played on that i have to look and see if he played on that blue bonnet bowl team or not the 83 blue bonnet bowl team that probably would have been tom mickey and and uh cody carlson playing in that ball game bears got beat in that blue bonnet bowl but we'll find out we'll talk to randy catch up with him on a lot of different fronts but aaron that's i think our folks are going to enjoy that and i'm going to bring up a lot of stuff um, even going back to his early days with the bears. Okay. Cause he spends his entire life talking about addiction and it's something he had to fight and he's overcome and it's very important to him. So we'll bring it up, but I, there's a lot of other stuff I want to cover too. And Aaron, um, you know, usually if I go long, you get in my ear and go mostly go to break, go to break. I may Aaron, I may let's let this one ride a little bit. Okay. Since we're doing him at three twenty, like if, if, if we go a little long, Aaron, let's not show any panic, all right? Sure. Okay, I'm looking forward you. to the interview actually. Thank uh, we, you. We, oh, Aaron.
2: We like I said we yeah. we did, you know, yeah. uh, a few months ago I heard him and um looking yeah. forward to talking to him again. Yeah. He's a very well, the it's way it's a very inspirational said, story.
1: The way you said actually, I'm looking forward to this interview actually sort of makes it like you don't always look forward to them. So no, you know. said I'm always Aaron, in ear about
2: cutting you close I'm like no this is okay um, all right
1: I I just want to I want to make sure you are uh, excited about all these interviews that we do but especially so today now breaking news Aaron brought this to my attention Aaron reach over there and um, see if you can find the breaking news sounder my gosh Aaron the the way you've taken command of this thing (sighs) Simcox keeps trying to sneak back in there but you have just taken command of that board Um, Hit it one more time, please. All right, uh, it is breaking news, uh, Cowboys breaking news, and Aaron has been all over this. Another day, another player in the COVID protocol. This is a close – this is someone that – I mean, I I don't totally understand this because I feel like if you're fully vaccinated – And even though if you've been a close contact to somebody, this does not sound like this player has COVID. But the way I read this, it almost makes me think he hasn't been totally fully vaccinated. Aaron, if you've got thoughts on this, you let me know. But the player I'm talking about is safety-turned linebacker Keanu Neal. Really good player. Really fine player for the Dallas Cowboys. Can play safety. Can play linebacker. And he is now in the COVID protocols. Very frustrating. Now, I was looking at some of the rules, and the COVID protocols, if you're a close contact, you got to stay in there for like five days. This makes no sense to me. I mean, if, if you give this man a test, like two tests within 24 hours, and he does not have COVID, let him go play some football. Now, the Cowboys do play on Monday night. What I'm wondering about is if you could go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you count today, that's five days, and then you don't play until Monday. Could they possibly get him back in there? But uh, I I never cease to be amazed by these protocols. Again, it doesn't seem like he has COVID. He just was a close contact, and sometimes these close contacts – can really get you in, tr- in trouble almost as much as if you have actual COVID. Aaron, does it sound like I'm explaining that correctly? What I can say for sure is that he is in doubt for Monday's game against the Eagles, and he is a starter for the Cowboys and a really, really good player.
2: Yes, and maybe, hopefully, for Cowboys fans, that extra day may make the difference in whether he can play or not.
1: I mean, Aaron, does that make sense to you, though, that a close contact, shouldn't you be able to uh, get, the, get, keep – if he doesn't have the COVID, why why can't you give him a, a couple straight days or maybe over a course of three days, test him, and if he tests negative, get him the heck back in there? I, I think like you – I,
2: I read it the same way you did that that – because I think the way the NFL rules work is if you have a close contact and you're vaccinated – you you only have to do a couple of days of testing to make sure? I'm not – I think that's right. I'll look it up. But I think it would be kind of different protocols. Uh, f- I, well, I know they are for vaccinated and unvaccinated players, and I, I kind of read it the same way you did.
1: Oh, man, i tell you, I am uh, – I, I, this is a weird one. But uh, a Cowboys know how to put players in protocol, and they know how to get injured. Two things they know how to do. But they overcame it last week. And let's see, against an Eagles team that played really poorly uh, on Sunday, going to come back on Monday, it's a pivotal game for both teams. It's a really, really important game. It, it seems like the Cowboys could could take the upper hand early in the NFC East race by getting a win at home. And, Aaron, one thing we haven't discussed is uh, three straight home games. I mean, that's that's boom, boom, boom. you got you got a chance. Now, the Panthers look good. All right, the Panthers look good. And Aaron, well, Matt Rule has asked me to be on his sideline for that game. I don't know, should is that what should I do about that, Aaron? I'm afraid that would not show the impartiality if I went over there and stood with Matt R- Rule on the Panthers sideline. Do you I'm going to go ahead and decline the invitation. Do you think that's the best bet?
0: I do i
1: do okay okay i'm declining the invitation to be with those panthers because i have to remain impartial i'm, I'm I, the only time i'm somewhat partial is at a baylor game now i don't dress up in baylor stuff or anything like that and i don't even let out a yelp in the press box but i don't try to hide that i'm a baylor bear and you know fourth generation bear it's kind of like when uh Werner was at that Texas State game. And anytime Texas State did something really good, Werner stood up and let out a little war cry. <laughs> he did not. He did not. Werner was very, very professional. That's the way he is. It's the way he runs his show. Okay, it's Mosley. Uh, it is Aaron Sexton. And we have a tremendous guest with us next, a Baylor legend, a guy who played in the NFL for a decade for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is Randy Grimes, and he's next.
3: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Another very comfortable night with mostly clear skies. It'll be cool with low temperatures falling to 50 degrees, mostly sunny skies. Tomorrow, again, another beautiful day on tap with a high of 85 And on Friday, mostly sunny skies, just a little bit more humid with a high of 88. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: Join us tonight for the Baylor Coaches Show from 7 to 8 p.m. with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us tonight live from Rudy's for our Baylor Coaches Show. Coming here, Baylor track and field coach Michael Ford and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight at our new time for the Baylor Coaches Show, beginning at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. The one-stop for your farm and rent supplies is Barnum Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, Barnum Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing. What's those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude? Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Barton Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there
2: is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family-owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue
3: in Waco. The next time you need a quality electrical contractor for either a residential or commercial project, remember Bowen Electric. From new construction to repairs, remodeling, or routine maintenance, Bowen Electric's technicians offer the experience and knowledge to handle your project professionally. Family owned and operated since 1955. Bowen Electric also offers 24-7 emergency service, so you can get back on track in no time. Trust the red. Bowen Electric of Waco. Check them out at bowenwaco.com. License TECL 21065.
4: ESPN Radio Sports
0: Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Utah quarterback and former Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer, who started the Utes' first three games, has left the program. Brewer was replaced in last week's game by Texas transfer Cam Rising. Randy Gregory is returning to practice today for the Cowboys and should be ready for Monday night's game with the Eagles. Houston Astros continue to gain momentum on a three-game winning streak, beating the Angels 10-5. Astros and Angels again tonight, 8.38 first pitch. Astros' magic number is now down to six. Texas Rangers on a three-game losing streak. Yankees winning last night 7-1. Rangers and Yankees again tonight, 6.05 first pitch. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris at seven on ESPN Central Texas and the Temple Wildcats coach Scott Stewart show tonight at six on Fox Sports Central Texas.
4: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: On is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And got a lot going on this week. I'll be at Common Grounds on uh, Friday. That's going to be fun. Do a live show. Let's get ready for Baylor and Iowa State. And uh, it's always fun to have this man on. First, I might remind you, this is our Where Are They Now segment. Bieber
3: Collision Center is a GM, Nissan, FCA, Kia, Subaru, Ford, and Hyundai certified repair facility. Plus, they house the equipment to repair the Ford F-Series aluminum body vehicles. 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco or at com. And by Myatt
1: Fuels, your local choice for fuel delivery. You call, they haul. All right. It is. Our, where are they now? Uh, athlete this this week is Randy Grimes, Baylor great. Played the center position, extremely well. Randy, welcome to the Matt Mosley show. It's fun to be talking to you. Sick
5: of bears, and obviously you know <laughs> where I am because I'm on the phone with you,
0: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do know where you are. Uh, sometimes we can track you down in the Houston area. But you've been doing speeches all around, and we're on the Baylor campus here recently. Randy, we need you Saturday uh, against uh, that. that, We need you in the stands. That Iowa State matchup, that is going to be a tussle. Those corn-fed youngsters, the Cyclones, they can do some damage. So, uh, Randy, we, uh, we really need you back on the Baylor campus at McLean on Saturday. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well hey you don't know how much i wish i was back out on that field every time i'm, I'm at that field i just uh, i wish I was down on the turf and and back in some of those contests and and yeah Baylor they you know they 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 really haven't been tested this year uh so this is going to be uh this is going to be a real a real match for them and uh, i'm 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 excited to see what's going to happen, how they're going to respond, uh, how some of these key players are going to – uh, how, how they're going to show up. And uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a good game. It's going, to, it's going to tell us a lot, I think, about the year.
1: And I think one of the things that we've liked so far is the O-lines playing better. It has to be pleasing to your eye to see that. this uh, Another Grimes, by the way, this offensive coordinator, came from BYU, this wide zone – um, it seems like the, the linemen have to be in unison. They're all moving, they're protecting, you know, and they're opening up those cutback lanes. What ha- is that kind of what you're seeing, Randy? And I know we have, you haven't gotten to see a lot of this new offensive coordinator, but in the brief uh, game uh, action we've seen this season is what, what stands out to you about what Baylor's trying to accomplish?
5: Well, and I think the whole season rides on how the offensive line. I think I think that holds true with with any team, you know, in football. I think I think the important the offensive linemen are the most important guys in there. And to spread this offense out like they're doing, and giving the running backs and quarterbacks the option of cutting back or looking backside, you know, it just it opens up the whole field instead of just trying to to clear one hole open and. And and trying to clear out a, a tunnel there, you know, you you've got so many different lanes on the backside that you could that you could choose from. So I, I like that. I like that option. I like I like what it can do with play action off that. And I think it just opens up the whole offense. So hopefully they get that down. Hopefully the offensive linemen understand how important it is to 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 make those backside blocks and to get up on that second level and take care of all that Trash that's coming across the field, and uh, it, it's it's going to be exciting stuff. Uh, if they do get it down, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun offense to watch.
1: Yeah, and it, you know it takes a center kind of like you to call out all the protections and call out what they're doing, and, and that's a really interesting watching those assignments. That Zay Newman has matured a lot. Really good lineman. I think this line has gotten a lot better. Talking to Randy Grimes, Baylor great, Tampa Bay great take us back Randy if you would to your recruitment It's been a few years now but um, you yeah, know whether, whether it was Coach Lane or right. <laughs> or coach Taff I mean what was your first point of contact um, with with Baylor and uh, and I'm always interested like who else was involved and in, in, uh, did you did you think about going somewhere else or did you decide fairly quickly that Baylor was the place for you?
5: Well, it's, it's kind of a crazy story because Coach Lane recruited me, but he found me by recruiting somebody else that I played with, a guy named Kent Townsend, who wound up coming to Baylor, played defensive end for us. And uh, so they were there to watch Kent. Uh, Kent was a great high school player. We also had a, a nose guard named Andy Lacey who wound up going to TCU. But they were also there looking for me. And, and because of that, they, they discovered me. Or they thought that if they could get me to come to Baylor, then maybe Kent would come also. So it worked out really good. That's exactly what happened. Andy wound up going to TCU. Uh, I, I, went, my, I went for my visit at Baylor, and it, and it was over. Once I met Coach Taft, I had already been to uh, Rice and, uh, and um, uh, uh, Arkansas. And once I, once I met coach calf, it it was over and I already had a sister up there. So that had a lot to do with it. And, you know, I was already a good Southern Baptist and wanted to make my mama proud anyway. So Baylor was a natural, was a natural choice. And, and man, you talk about some of the great athletes that I met on my recruiting trip, you know, the Singletaries and, and dope field. And, and, and of course Walter was there and, uh, you know, there were some great players my my freshman year. Uh, a lot of those guys went off and played in the league for a long time. So, uh, you know, it was a real honor to even be invited by Coach Taff scholarship and and to get up there and contribute. I uh, I was lucky enough to make the travel team my my freshman year, and uh, you know, I was I was I got to play in some of those kicking situations. But you know, just by by being with the team and and watching Keith Bishop and watching Buzzy Nelson, you know, I learned I learned uh, a lot about college football. And I grew up a lot that freshman year because of that.
1: I would say getting your first crack at trying to block Singletary had to be kind of that aha moment. Like, oh, wow, this is a little different <laughs> level. Do you remember the first time you ever squared off with him in, in practice?
5: Oh my gosh! That's all I ever did was square off with him. I would get down there <laughs> in the corner, and Corky Nelson would, Corky Nelson would drag me down there and just make me go play after play after play against Singletary. You can ask Keith Crawford. I mean, he was uh, he was the train or the manager for the team, but he also helped out Corky in all his drills, and he can tell you, man, it was just a. Uh, It was a bloodbath down there, and you know, Singletary broke four helmets in his career, and two of those were on me.
1: (laughs) So whenever I
5: get in trouble, and I tell my wife I've had a lot of blows to the head, I can't help it. You know, that usually works.
1: (laughs) Well, you all had some great linemen that came in there, but your first quarterback that you were snapping to would that have been uh, would that have been Jay Jeffrey when you first got there? Right. Uh Okay. Jay. And, and, and man, what a what a great job running the option he could do. You know, McElhaney, we were talking about that recently, got a lot of attention because of the Pony Express and all that. But, boy, Jay right. could run that thing as well as anybody.
5: He could. And, you know, the great thing about Jay is that he was confident in the huddle. And as an offensive lineman, when you, you want to come back and see somebody in control, that was one of the things that I knew that Brady brought to the Buccaneers this year was that confidence and that air of, uh, you know, that the the game's never over. And if he could instill that in those young Buccaneer players, you know, then they were going to be a great team. And look what happened. So, you know, now they have that confidence and they're champions and they know what it takes to win and that they're never out of the game. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like we were. Uh, that's kind of what Jay brought to the huddle, and, and and even Brandon, you know, to a certain degree, had that. And I, I think that was because of Cotton Davidson. You know, he he instilled that in his players. We, our, our our coaching staff that we had didn't doesn't get enough credit. You know, we had some great coaches. I had a great offensive line coach in John O'Hara. And uh, you know, that made me the player that I am. I, I wouldn't have been drafted where I was had it not been for him and, and the things that I learned at Baylor and, and the competition and, and all those drills that I had to do against Singletary and <laughs> Yuri Don Johnson and Campbell and you know it, it's uh it, that that made me a better center. It made me a pro center.
1: Talking to Randy Grimes, Baylor Great, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas. What was that, um, you know, the weight rooms weren't quite as extravagant as they are now back in the day. Now, my dad, during the late 60s, and I think it was just, they just had a few free weights around, was, um, was did your time overlap with Bob Fix? The reason I know, I remember him, he waved the towel, and then I went to Grant Taft football camp. And you could not forget coach fix he was uh (laughs) he was quite a character and (laughs) i think
5: he went uh, off and lived with yeah he was either sitting bull or crazy horse he was either one of those reincarnated and he'd be the first to tell (laughs) you that too
1: you remember he he would go with native americans or or different tribes and go through some of their actual ceremonies and I didn't know, I know. where to be- know. believe and, him or not, God but he knows would do. What yeah. Those
5: ceremonies were, you know.
1: We think maybe some peyote was involved.
5: <laughs> it would, it would have had to been. A- but I know uh, my first strength coach was Coach Barrows. I don't know if you remember him or not. Uh, but I think I had him my first maybe year and a half, and then Coach Fix came in, and of course that changed everything in the in the weight room. How we trained and what we trained with and how much we trained and it, it was uh, that that was kind of eye opening too because I didn't at that point before him I didn't realize how important the weight room was you know I thought all the work was done on the football field and that's only half of it so uh, yeah when Coach Fix came in there it was a whole nother game and uh, you know I'm grateful for everything that he brought but he was a wild man. And he was a motivator too, you know. That, that was a guy that I mean, when somebody's telling you that they're that they are uh, Sitting bulls reincarnated, and you you have to believe him because uh, he he, uh, he he fit that mold for sure.
1: Yeah, and he just had that look about him, uh, with that bald head, kind of that Mister Clean look. Now, did the did the Addicts Brothers come in? Kind of as you were finishing up, did, did you all have some crossover? Because I, I remember one of those guys, maybe it was Mark, was benching at the time something insane like 565 or 580. You know, it was just some kind of amount that was just startling to us back then. Was that, were, were you leaving as those guys were coming into the program?
5: Well, see, I was there with Mark most of his time, so yeah, okay. I, I, I watched Mark and how strong he was, and I don't remember, do you remember a guy named Pat Corey yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I do.
5: That that, that guy, he, he was just insanely strong, and that was probably one of the first guys I really saw that was just crushing bench presses and stuff like that, but you know, we had a lot of strong guys on that team, and uh, you know, Roy Smythe and there, there was a lot of guys that that the weight room had already been introduced to them while they were in high school. So they, they were a little further along than some of us were. I mean, I came from Tyler Lee, and all we had was like a universal gym in the middle of the, weight, uh, in the, middle of the locker room. So even, even as bad as Baylor was back then, as far as their weight room and their equipment and all that, you know, it was still a big step up for me back from where I was in high school. So you know, I, I like I said, I learned a lot from Coach Fix. I learned a lot from those guys watching them. I, I learned the lifts that were important and the ones that would help me be a better center and a football player. And that's what we focused on. And uh, you know, we didn't we didn't do a lot of the, of the show stuff.
1: Yeah, talking to Randy Grimes, former Baylor great at center, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Isn't that wild? How many of you guys came out of Tyler Lee? and and both Tyler schools uh high schools at the time starting kind of in that mid to late 70s early 80s I mean it, it's uh when you start kind of going over it and you, all you got to do is go down to see the Heisman Trophy that came out of Austin uh, uh via Tyler it's it is it I mean do you ever just marvel at how much talent uh Randy came out of that air that one area
5: uh yeah and it, it seems like it was just that era too for a little while it was like uh started with Earl and and Ronnie Lee and all those great players that came off uh, Corky Nelson's John Tyler team. And then, you know, there was some great Robert E Lee players that eventually Mm -hmm. got in the mix and uh, people from my class and, and even John Tyler, you know, uh, from my class was, was a good recruiting class. So there was a lot of great players. And even to this day, I mean, look at all the great athletes that have come out of East Texas and, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's something good in the water up there. That's for sure.
1: Randy, how many uh, different head coaches did you have at Tampa Bay, starting in '83? You were there '83 to '92. Man, most people
0: these days right, they don't. Right. Nobody's. I had five, yeah, I had
5: five head coaches in ten years, <laughs> and I had six different offensive line coaches
0: in ten years, and
5: probably about ten different quarterbacks. We were a revolving door of players, coaches front office people I always said you know there's no way we're going to win because we never got any consistency going I had a new playbook in front of me every other year it seems like and there was just no consistency at all and uh you know we needed to change everything from our logo to the pencils you know with the writing on it because we were just snake bit and sure enough when they did all that they they finally won a Super Bowl in 2002 and uh um, they came a long way when the Glazers bought
1: the fa- bought the team. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would say so. I mean, did, now did you was was Coach McKay still there right when you got there, or I mean, because he was with them when they were an expansion team, right? Yeah, yeah, he
5: drafted me in '83, and he was there for that season and the next. And then Lehman Bennett came in. You know, I don't know if you remember Lehman Bennett, coach for the Falcons for a while, but he
0: was selling okay.
5: RVs when we hired him. <laughs> and uh, so he came in for, uh, for a couple years, and then, of course, Coach uh, Perkins came in, and that's when that junction boy mentality came in. We started three a days and, you know, practically beating hell out of each other all week, and hopefully we had enough left in the tank to play on Sunday, but that was that mentality then with him, that Bear Bryant, you know, mode. And then uh, Richard Williamson took us over for a year. And then, of course, Sam Weiss was my last uh, head coach, and he was the one one that ultimately fired me, too.
1: Yeah, by the way, you see, Brian Kelly tried to use that great old John McKay line recently, and he butchered it, and they gave him some heck for it. The old, the, the one, old game. Which they one, said, "One, the one uh, they,
5: about the team execution."
1: Yeah, I said, "What did you think of your team's execution?" He, I think uh, McKay's famous line was, "I'm in favor of it." He said, <laughs> "I'm all for it." Right? I'm all for it. But, but Brian Kelly tried to like come out after that one game recently, and he said, "I'd like to execute every player on my team," and he just he butchered the <laughs> yeah. thing. I think I think he to jail <laughs> for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody He's was like, rookie, "Rookies, rookies, rookies." <laughs> hey, they do know. People that didn't know the 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 joke were just like, "He just said he wanted to kill all of his players." <laughs> they didn't, <laughs> they didn't quite understand it. Well, Randy, I tell you, th- these um, uh, you're doing some amazing things in the area of uh, addiction, and and I, I you know I really wanted to talk about a lot of the Baylor stuff because I know you go on the road and you talk about it, but I hated not to at least bring it up, That what you do with professional athletes and helping them as they transition. Um, when you said, Sam Weiss said your career was over, I, I read this recently, your last couple of years, you felt like you were you could barely even sort of remember some of the games because they had you so hopped up on pain meds and that kind of thing. It's hard for anybody to to fathom that kind of thing. But but that's basically the way I've heard you explain it, Randy, is that it was almost like a a, a blackout situation. Like you would get home and take a nap and, and not really remember anything about the game. That I would think that even at the time that had to be pretty scary.
5: That that yeah, and, and you know, that's that's something I've only recently started talking about. But you know, I was that guy willing to do whatever I had
1: to do to stay out on the
5: field and You know, I was not going to get the reputation of always being on the injury report or always missing practice or always back in the training room. You know, one of the first conversations I ever had in the pros was with with Leroy Selman. He had a locker right next to me. And the first thing I learned about pro football is that it wasn't a game anymore. It was now a job. And the second thing I learned was you do whatever you have to to stay out on that field because if you're not in your position, somebody else will be. So, you know that meant for me taking handfuls of pain pills every day and practicing through those three a day practices and and uh, you know back then the mentality was if you don't practice hard you're not going to play hard so we literally did just beat the crap out of each other all week and so there was a lot of injuries sustained while while we were practicing and so you know my my solution to that was taking handfuls of pain pills every day and then handfuls of sleeping pills at night to get get to sleep through the throbbing pain and you know i looked at it like a like a necessary evil instead of what it really was and that was a full-blown addiction and yeah it progressed to the point where the last two years of my career i was playing games in complete blackouts you know i would be home on the couch late at night 10 11 o'clock at night after a one o'clock sunday football game played either at home or on the road somewhere and i would start coming to you know i'd start I'd be all beat up and scratched up and dehydrated and fingernails all torn up and everything that you are after an NFL football game. I didn't remember any of it. And here I was a center. I was getting guys going in the right direction. I was uh, I was changing blocking schemes after audibles. I had to remember the snap count. You know, I was the quarterback of the offensive line doing all this stuff. And doing it in a blackout. And, uh, you know, I always played good, though. You know, I'd have to wait and watch it the next day on film with everybody else to see how I played. Because I didn't remember any of it. But I always played good. And that kept people from asking me, Randy, why are you slurring your words? Or, Randy, why are you nodding off in meetings? Or, Randy, why are you late to practice every day? You know, I never got those questions because I was always playing good.
1: Yeah, I could see, and once you start taking enough of them, you build up the tolerance, and uh, it's like putting on some icy hot or whatever is not d- going to do the trick. I mean, you know, it, it just it takes more and more, and and uh, when you finally got clean, I I, I, I mean, it, and I know that happened in two thousand nine. I, I am right. kind of curious after that, um, and you worked on yourself, and you got. I mean, what did you did you transition like even now? Do you take natural i mean i've had a bad bicycle injury and i'm i try to use like that arnica cream you know some of that natural kind of stuff to see if maybe that would help me so the opiates don't take over so to speak do you is that is that kind of thing helpful to you at all now or do you even avoid that kind of stuff too
5: no, I mean, anything natural like that, of course, is okay um, you know, obviously in moderation, but you know, I just know that opiates any kind of narcotic is 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 not something that I can do. you know, I can't take anything as directed i'm not I'm not wired that way, so I know I have to stay away from that stuff. Uh, You know, they have a saying that one is too many and a thousand is never enough, and that applies to people like me. But there's a certain amount of pain that I have to live with daily. You know, I've still got the injuries that I had while I played in the league, but then again, I got a lot of them fixed. You know, I had a knee replaced. I had the other knee worked on. I had some neck surgery done. So uh, a lot of the things that were causing me problems after I left the game, I went and I had them addressed. But there's also a certain amount of pain that I just have to live with. And that's what I tell people. But you know what the crazy thing is, is after I got sober and I got all those opiates out of me and all those benzodiazepines, those sleeping pills out of me, a lot of of the little nitpicky pains went away on their own. You know, it was kind of like stuff that I had built up in my brain over years and years and years of of, of pain pill abuse that, that, you know, ways that I justified taking the pills every day. And uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like back when I was, uh, when I was getting them in the, in the league, you know, we, I was getting them from trainers and and getting it from, uh, from team doctors. And, and we had a, uh, we had a a drug safe that was always open. So you could just go get them yourself. That was, that was the culture back then. So I justified it back then, but when I didn't have all that, after I left the game, when I didn't have all those ways to justify it, that's when everything spiraled out of control. But, uh, yeah, you're right. There's a certain amount of pain out now that I just have to live with.
1: You do a great job with the uh, uh, helping folks, and, and you've turned it into your life's work. And, and uh, I've seen some of these pictures, Randy, by the way, some of these speaking engagements. These are some pretty nice suits. I mean, these look like custom suits <laughs> that you're putting on here. Uh, well, you're not you're, getting those off as the rack. As I am, you have to. You can't <laughs> buy them off the rack, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, These you are these are go nice. You uh, got Omar,
5: the tent maker. To get your suits.
1: <laughs> well, listen, I look forward to. We do the pre games out there for Baylor football, and so look, you know, next time you do come to a game, we'd love to get to meet you in person. By the way, I grew up in Kaufman, Texas, in the McKinney family. Jody crazy. McKinney in a small, yeah, world, huh? yeah. They they, yeah, I they mean, they all bragged my, all on my you like.
5: A shout out.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jody, you know, hear about it. James Larry used to be a. Heck of a church – I don't remember seeing him at church much, but he was a great church softball player. I shouldn't say that. He came to church. But he would – he could drop – he could drop the ball in anywhere. I mean, he just had a good – he could place the ball anywhere he wanted. Uh, And then, of course, all the girls. And uh, Joni was close to my age, and she was a great friend to this day. So, uh, yeah, they were always very, very proud of you. So it's kind of neat to get to talk to you finally.
5: Well, I appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for thinking of me.
1: You bet. There he goes. Randy Grimes, Baylor great, and uh, doing some really, really great things with his life and helping others who uh, are fighting addiction out there. We appreciate Randy in his time, and that's our Where Are They Now? We found him. He's in Houston. He's not that far away, and uh, was in Waco uh, recently giving a speech. It's what he does. He goes around, and he's a professional speaker, motivational speaker, and helps folks that uh, are fighting things and inspires people all right it is the Matt Mosley show and uh, we have a little bit of time left before game time so we'll get you caught up on the latest Cowboys news some more COVID issues with the Cowboys we talk about it next
4: stadium this Saturday hosting the Iowa State Cyclones 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 230 kickoff with John, J.J. and Ricky.
0: Is in! Touchdown, Tristan Hebner!
4: Bears, Cyclones, this Saturday from McLean Stadium, here on your home for Baylor Big 12 football, ESPN Central Texas.
3: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hungry for fresh and delicious pizza, calzones, pasta, sandwiches, or baked wings? Royal Pizza in Clifton has a menu that offers dining options for all ages at affordable prices. They feature a lunch special, open seven days a week, and also offer delivery. Do yourself a favor and try one of Royal Pizza's specialty pizzas, like the Chicken Alfredo, Bacon Cheeseburger, or Barbecue Chicken Pizza, just to name a few. Proud supporter of the Clifton Cubs. Check out Royal Pizza before or after the game. Family-owned and operated is a phrase you hear a lot. But nowhere is that more true than at Sakura Family Ford. We're thankful to our customers for keeping it local, and we show it by giving back to schools, churches, and organizations throughout Central Texas. We've watched our customers' kids, and even their kids' kids grow up. Now a third generation of Sakuras serves a fourth generation of customers. So if you care about buying a new car or truck from someone who genuinely cares about you, make that short drive to the Sakura exit in West and see how at Sakura Family Ford,
0: our family family makes a a difference. difference. ESPN radio sports center with your ESPN central Texas sports center update brought to you by McAdams and sons roofing Utah quarterback and former Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer who started the Utes first three games has left the program. Brewer was replaced in last week's game by Texas transfer Cam Rising. Randy Gregory is returning to practice today for the Cowboys and should be ready for Monday night's game with the Eagles. Houston Astros continue to gain momentum on a three-game winning streak beating the Angels 10-5. Astros and Angels again tonight, 8.38 first pitch. Astros' magic number is now down to six. Texas Rangers on a three-game losing streak. Yankees winning last night 7-1. Rangers and Yankees again tonight, 6.05 first pitch. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Morris at 7 on East. ESPN Central Texas and the Temple Wildcats Coach Scott Stewart show tonight at six on Fox Sports Central Texas.
4: Sports center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside. We're getting you ready for game time. Tom Barfield. Appreciate Randy Grimes. Love that we. Are, where Are They Now And segment that we do. Thank you, Beebrick. And uh, Myatt Fuels. Appreciate everything that you guys do. And uh, I tell you, I want a re- uh, reminder that we do have um, this live show coming up uh, Friday. And so excited about that. Also, uh, and that's at Common Grounds, right there on the Baylor campus, Common Grounds. I like the frozen cappuccino. And that'll be right across from the Baylor uh, campus on 8th Street, across from Collins, where the freshman girls are housed at Baylor. I used to spend a little time over there, married one of those freshman girls um, once we were out of school and all of that. And uh, so that was, uh, that'll be fun to be over there. And I know a lot of people are already planning to drop by Always enjoy going by Common Grounds, and then maybe slip across the uh, right across the alley to Heritage Creamery and get one of those treats, one of those sweet treats over there. And then also I want to remind you, Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, do such a great job over there. Fifty thousand square feet of uh, service area. Any maker model, love going by there, love seeing everybody in action. Ted Teague. Does a tremendous job. And then those um uh, those ram trucks, the comfort level towing capacity, uh just doing some I mean, you basically the JD power rankings, you got uh you got Ram one, Dodge two. I mean, they're right there. And so when you're talking about trucks, you need to get over there and see Alan Samuels. All right, some news coming out today. <clears throat> the um the first year eligible players for the Hall of Fame. There are 10 first-year eligible players who will be on there. Now, at some point, they'll narrow this thing um, to 25, then it'll get down to 15, and we'll see how these things end up. Not every player, even the great ones, don't get in on their first try. Uh, Some of these wide receivers in recent years, Michael Irvin certainly did not get in on his first try. He did eventually get in. It took about 35 or 40 years for the great Drew Pearson to make it in, but he recently did. But the one that uh, you guys will be interested in is DeMarcus Ware is going to be on this uh, first year. He was a four-time All-Pro and was named to the All-2000s team. Also won a Super Bowl with the Broncos, but he'll go in if he goes in as a Cowboy. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to name some of these other names, and I want you to say yay or nay. Hall of Famer or no Hall of Famer, okay? Give me a yay or nay, and I we don't have time to discuss it. Okay. I just want a simple yay or nay. Devin Hester. Yay. Robert Mathis. Nay. Andre Johnson.
2: Close, but yay.
1: Oh, you're going to let him in? Yeah. Okay, Steve Smith. Yay. Anquan Bolden.
2: No. Nay.
1: Jake Long. No. Nick Mangold. Nay. Vince Wilfork. Nay. And defensive back Antonio Cromartie. Yay. Oh wow. All right, Aaron is very I very positive. Very Cromartie. Always oh, got d- there was another Cromartie. Remember Dominique Rogers' Cromartie, and then this this is Antonio. One mm-hmm. of them had a lot of different children in different states. But I always get mixed up which Cromartie that was, so I don't want to narrow that down too much. All right, uh, Aaron, tremendous work today. Is there anything else, Aaron, that's been left unsaid today? Is there anything else you wanted to get off your chest I before think- game time? Because once Ward takes over and, and, uh, and Tom – you know, it's hard to get a word edgewise. So is there anything you'd like to say at the end of today's program? I
2: think we covered it all. Sick'em Bears.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Sick'em Bears. That's right. Give them a big one. And uh, do you know, can you name the male mascot and the female mascot for Baylor? Like, I'm not talking about the live mascot, like the ones in uniform. What's the male mascot and the female mascot, Aaron? Aaron?
2: Uh, no bruiser.
1: Okay. What's the female mascot?
2: You got you stumped me on that one.
1: Marigold.
2: Marigold. That I yeah. will remember.
1: Yeah. And one of the marigolds is the daughter of my college roommate. One of the current marigolds. I don't think I'm allowed to say her name. But her last name is Williams. Okay. Everybody have a great day, and uh, appreciate everyone for being a part of this thing. And uh, game time is next. I can hear him coming down the hall like The Undertaker or some other wrestler. It is Tom Barfield and Ward Weitz. They are next.
3: The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by First Central Credit Union.
0: The La Vega Pirates hosted number one Argyle. Dropped a 17-14 decision, but coached that game pretty much everything
2: expected from two teams that are state-ranked.
0: The number one thing was effort, and our kids gave great effort the whole game. And so, you know, we watch film and get better, and, and uh, that's the purpose of the preseason, is get better, and so that's what we're trying to do.
2: Back and forth, especially in the fourth quarter, you had the lead. They come back. It just made it a very exciting, almost a playoff-type atmosphere here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we took the lead with, I think, eight minutes left in the game and, uh, and uh, kicked it off, and we had directional kick and didn't get it as far over as we wanted to get it over, and they they hit a seam. We missed a tackle, and they, they ran it back for a touchdown. and So, you know, that happens in, in games, and, and uh, sp- sometimes special teams get you, but we also returned one for a touchdown that game. What about
2: your team impressed you during that game?
0: Effort, enthusiasm.